Hello and welcome back to Southern Nights. I'm your host, Alicia. Hope everyone's doing great tonight. <laughs> or whenever you're hearing this. I hope you're having a good day. Um, let's see. I believe I left off talking about Dirk and Dean and my friends that I met in North Idaho when I worked, um, I worked at a store, grocery store there that doesn't even exist anymore, which saddens me, but you know, um, let's see. I'm trying to recall exactly when I was going to talk about this time. I've had a lot happen since that episode and, you know, trying to gather my thoughts and present it in a way that's coherent. Um, <laughs> I feel like my podcast is very much like my life is, just fly by the seat of my pants. Whatever happens day to day <laughs> or episode to episode is just what happens. So I hope you understand if you're still listening to me, I assume you do, and you appreciate that maybe about me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what anyone thinks because no one emails me. Please email me. Please. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, see, I was just checking my email. Ugh, mean. Um. I was thinking earlier about a specific time um, with Dirk that really hurt me. <laughs> um, it broke my heart, really. And there's so many, there's so many moments. But I guess what I want to start with is by laying down the angle he was saying it was back then he believes that he and I were twin flames and I recall thinking are you sure because <laughs> I did not think so for some reason I did not believe that I didn't and I don't know if you've heard of the concept if you haven't go look it up google that real quick I don't feel like going into it but he thought we were just meant to be. And in, the, in this kind of way of Twin Flames, and I did not think so, but that's a separate thing, isn't it? Um, for someone that thought I was his other half, he sure treated me poorly. And it would cause me to react poorly as well because <laughs> it would trigger me because I cannot stand people treating me a certain way. At some point I break and I give back whatever I'm given. And um, so there's this one instance. And by this this particular story, at, this, at the juncture of this story, okay, <laughs> at this juncture in our story, I was newly pregnant with what would become our first child together. And I had just gotten off work and I was walking home. He had gone, he had been off that day and he had gone into Coeur d'Alene 
to go to the mall and go clothes shopping. And he spent like five or six hundred dollars on like a whole new wardrobe, shoes, pants, shirts. I mean, you name it. He had it. I was newly pregnant and had like only clothes I had brought with me from home. And clothes that I would eventually buy here or there at a thrift store. So, and he was making a lot more money than I was, but anyway. It was so he could go out to a Christmas party that he was not taking me to. His alleged girlfriend and mother of his child on the way. He was going to take another girl, someone he worked with. Of course, I have a new set of eyes to look back on this. And so I understand why all of you are like, why the fuck did you stay with him? Why? Why? I felt stuck and what was back home for me to go to was also a mess and a disaster. My whole life was in shambles by this point. And at that point I was just trying to survive. Anyway, he was on his way back. At the same time, I was walking home, and he pulls up beside me just a couple of blocks from our apartment. And he's like, oh, hey. I'm like, oh, good, you're here. I can, like, I can just ride the rest of the way home. I don't want to walk. I'm tired. Oh, no, it's just a couple of blocks. I'm going to go ahead and go. And he drove away. And I had to walk the couple of blocks home. No, it wasn't far, but I was pregnant. I stood on concrete all day for eight hours, and he just drove away. And he could have just let me in the truck real quick. So I have a lot of stories uh, like this <laughs> where he would write these like little notes for himself so he could write in his journal every day so he could eventually write his book, you know, and um, there's a lot of like deep wounding that happened with these kinds of things, you know, and um, <laughs> just, wow. <laughs> You know, and I get a little upset at my younger self, too, because um, why did I put up with that shit? I didn't deserve that, you know? Um, no one deserves that. But I have grown and changed and become a different person from that young 20-something-year-old girl. And... I can't really blame her. I know the circumstances. I know what she was going through at the time. There was a lot. There was so much. There was so much. 
and then to I I just felt like I had nothing stable at all and so I tried to latch on to something to make it stable and it bit me in the ass you know it did and um I had to do a lot of healing from it and and I know I've healed from this because it's like oh my god I you know I can see uh I can see from many perspectives and I'm not crying about it so that's good but I mean, I still think it's bullshit. I still think it's horrible. And I don't know why I put up with it. Except that I just didn't have anything else to be able to do. Anyway. Um, so now, I think I want to back up a bit to, I believe, <laughs> it was 2002. Because I was not, I wasn't pregnant yet. Yeah. And, okay, so Dirk and my relationship, it, it was weird. He would decide we were together and then he would decide we weren't. Whenever it suited him um, that he wanted to go out with somebody or he wanted, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't understand it. Even now I look back and I'm like, some of the shit he did, I just don't, I don't know. Um, but this particular night, it was New Year's Eve. And Dirk, Dean, and myself decided to go have a drink not too long before midnight, like around 11, 1130, have a drink, one drink at the bar. We had one drink and then we went outside to wait for it to be midnight. And so we were outside and not in some stuffy bar. And I tell Dirk, we have to kiss at midnight. You know, it's good luck, whatever. And um, he's like, no, I don't want to. I'm like, well, why? I mean, it's tradition, you know, it's kind of a thing, you know. Why? Why? He's, I don't want to. And this is where Dean pipes up and says, I'll kiss you. Should I leave this as a cliffhanger? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, so I'm like, okay. Now, at this point, I knew Dean was attractive to me. Like, I liked how he looked. I liked him. I just liked him. There was something about him. Like I said, when we first met and our eyes met, there was just something. I don't know past lives. I, I am not, I don't know. But, you know, I always felt comfortable around Dean for the most part. And there's a lot of Dean stories, a little, well, not a lot, a few, but, um, I guess they mean more to me now than I realized then. <laughs> anyway, so he, he offers to kiss me and I'm thinking at this point, 
He's just being nice because Dirk's being an asshole. And maybe that's exactly what it was. Who am I to say? I'm not in contact with Dean to ask him what his thought process was and why he decided to do that. But looking back on it, I definitely think, well, that's kind of odd. <laughs> anyway, so we start hearing everybody celebrating so we know it's midnight and Dean like rushes for me and grabs my face. Not rough, but definitely like kind of forceful, but gently forceful. I don't know. Like passionate, I guess. Maybe that's the word. I don't know. Maybe nervousness. Hell, I don't know. Um, Like I said, I, I don't know what he was thinking or feeling or whatever. And he kisses me this soft, but forceful. I don't know how to describe that. French kiss. It wasn't like a quick kiss on the lips. It wasn't a, I, I don't know. It was a, a big kiss. It was a big kiss. And I closed my eyes for it, but right before it ended, I kind of looked to see what Dirk's reaction was. And he had, I watched him like pivot and walk away, like away from having to see it. And that's kind of like all I remember. I don't remember anything else from that night when I think back on it now, because I mean, we're talking 21 years ago. Did any of you have any insight on this? Like, did, did that, was that kiss really just a, I'm sorry, your boyfriend's being a dickhead kind of kiss? Or was it a little bit of like, I'm sorry, your boyfriend's being a dickhead, but hey, I'm right here kind of kiss. Or, like, what? Was it just a, I'm sorry, your boyfriend's being a dick. Here's a kiss to compensate, you know, for, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, curious minds want to know what your thoughts are. So if you shoot me an email about that at southernknightspodcast at gmail.com. That's all run together. Southern Knights podcast at gmail.com so if you have any insight or opinions on that I'd like to hear it because I've been wondering <laughs> for the last like year and a half what 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 that was because in my mind I'm thinking well, that's weird weird that he'd offer or weird that he told me he would kiss me rather and then weird that when he did kiss me it was such a passionate one so I'm just curious. There was another thing that kept happening with Dean and I. And mind you, this whole time, I am like dead set on Dirk and trying to make this work. So, um, and Dean was his friend. And so Dean, I had friend zoned. God. Anyway, <laughs> um... So, Dean would some. he lived in Montana, and so sometimes he would just show up 
in our town and just waltz into our apartment. Be like, hey guys. Well, almost every single one of these times, I would ask Dirk, I would say to Dirk, I'd be like, I wonder what Dean's up to. And then like within a minute or two, sometimes just 30 seconds or something. Dean would literally burst through the door. Hey, guys. Thought I'd stop in. You know, that kind of thing. And finally, after the third or fourth time, Dirk was sitting. We used a, one of those yoga balls as a chair for our computer table, which was like a, co a corner computer table, which was right by the entrance to our apartment. And I was coming out of the bedroom, and I was like, I wonder what Dean's doing. I wonder what he's up to. And then he walks in the door. And then Dirk does this big whoosh turn to me from his left. He, he turned left. And he was like, how do you always know? How do you know he's How do you know? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I know. And Dean's like, what? It's like what what did I miss? What what is, what is he what's he talking about? I'm like so I explained well I started to explain and then Dirk started talking over me because it was just it was crazy. But um so Dirk's like, oh she always knows somehow when you're coming over here, she'll say something like, I wonder what Dean's up to. I wonder how Dean's been. And then there you are. This happened several times over the time living there. Several times. Also, I would be at work. Be Most of the time I worked closing shifts. So it'd be like 7 or 8 in the evening and kind of chill in the store at this point so me and my friend Teresa we often were working together and um so usually we were like sweeping and cleaning up the the cigarette counter and um you know or putting up the new ads for the week and that kind of thing but um many many times Dean walked in and turned to look at me and would come up to me and say hi so we would he would come in just to see me and he would just he would leave again so we'd hang out for a little while and leave again and then I had people asking me if he was my boyfriend even though most of them knew I was with Dirk so that was kind of weird I was like oh no it's my friend Dean and then I had one girl she was like oh he's cute is he single and I felt not okay with this question and I just I lied because I knew he was single but I was like I, I don't know I don't know but I remember being like bitch no <laughs> oh it's gonna be really awkward if he ever hears this podcast and is like dude we were literally just friends like <laughs> I was just being nice and I'll be like, 
okay, that's cool. You were very cute, though. <laughs> Love your eyes, by the way. I can still see them in my mind. And there was still some kind of connection there. So even if it's like just past lives and we're just very familiar with each other, then that's cool. But it's still there. <laughs> anyway, um, there was another time he found me in a bar when Dirk and I were supposed to go out one night. I even had a babysitter lined up. This was after our first child was born. Coworker really, really wanted to babysit. So I was like, oh, he canceled home. Bring her over anyway. You know, you can go out and, you know, go out to eat or go to a movie or something, you know. And um, I'll have to have a baby with you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Even though I had no clue what the hell I wanted to do. So I ended up finding, like, this back of this restaurant had a little tucked-in bar at the back. And um, I, I found myself there having a, I think it was Emerald Sour, which is probably my favorite drink. But anyway, um... I was sitting there just kind of moping, really, like, why am I even here? What am I doing, you know? Like, and then he walks in and turns to look at me, and he said he had been looking for me. So he literally found me, too. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I never went to the bar, like, Especially by myself. Never. This one time I did and he finds me. Crazy. Anyway. So he sat by me and had a drink and we just sat there. And I don't remember talking a whole lot or anything like that. In fact, I don't really know a lot of personal details about him. I do know his birthday and that's because it matches one of my kids and it's really weird. Um... Yeah. I don't know. So, for the last couple of months, and I've even tried asking Dirk if he's heard anything else from Dean, because for whatever reason, he's, like, been on my mind, and I can't stop wondering how he is. Like, I hope he's okay. I hope there's nothing wrong. Like, my spidey senses are going off. But, I don't know how to... I don't know how to get in touch with them. I mean, without being like creepy and stalkery like and finding a phone number to try to, I mean, I don't want to do that. You know, I want, he wants to talk to me. I figure he will come to me and talk to me. And that's kind of how I'm leaving it, I guess, for now until I'm pushed to a point or possibly of trying to figure out something else. But I really don't want to be that kind of person. And, you know, if the past is the past and that's done and he wants to leave that all back there, you know, that's his prerogative. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push my way into that. So I just thought it would be kind of cool to tell you some stories that weren't so depressing, but are interesting to me and like maybe get some opinions from you guys. So I hope I'll get some emails over that one. I mean, if any of them, should, any of these podcast episodes should get a, a reaction it should be this one like what do you think what do you think was there something there did I miss that all those years ago am I misreading it now or am I overthinking it 
or, you know, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. I want to know. So again, my email is Southern Nights Podcast at gmail.com. And you can tell me what you think because I do want to know. <laughs> Believe me, I do. All right. I love you all. I'm going to end this one here. <laughs> you guys take care. Bye for now.